Okay, so welcome to the Coaching Culture Podcast. My name is Jo Wright, and today I'm speaking with the brilliant Helen Dan, who is the Learning and Development Operations Lead, who covers the whole of Europe for Samsung Electronics. So welcome today, Helen. Thank you, Jo. Nice to be with you. Yeah, it's lovely to speak because, you know, we've known each other for a good while now, and, and we've got a mutual excessive passion for coaching and all the difference that it can make. I know we have, which is lovely. And today's our Coffee with a Coach podcast, which obviously is part of our um, magazine. So we'll we'll bring the magazine even more to life with today's conversation. So I'm really looking forward to speaking to you and, and all your experiences and your passions and what you do at Samsung. There's so much that I know you can share with others to really help them. So let's make a start. But before we do, I'd love you to just introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and you know anything you want to share about your story. Yeah, so I've worked in learning and development for for nearly 20 years now um, and actually across a range of industries. So currently I'm into consumer electronics, but I've I've been in directory advertising and financial services um, and a range of different things for, for all of that time. And the thing I've learned about learning and development and what I love about it is that it's completely transferable. And I've really enjoyed kind of bringing to life learning and coaching no matter who I work with in all of those industries so I've been really lucky to kind of meet a, a kind of different breadth of people across all those all those different companies I'm currently completing my effort coaching qualification wonderful thanks to a super recommendation from from uh, Joe Wright there um so I'm, I'm working on that at the moment working to get my ACC qualification so I'm looking forward to, to finally achieving that from a from a personal perspective, I am I've been married for nearly twenty years. Um, I've got my twentieth wedding anniversary in September, believe it or not. And I've got two boys, a thirteen year old and a five year old, who uh, like to wind each other up something rotten, as we've just found out on a Devon holiday over the half term. So <laughs> I was glad to come home to send them back to school. Oh, I'm sure you were. <laughs> but I bet you had a lovely time as well in the gorgeous weather last Ooh. week. We did. We were super lucky. Oh, well, thank you for that. And I can already hear in your voice your passion for learning and coaching. And I can hear it mm-hmm. because it comes across really well in, in, you know, I can just hear it from you. And I know it anyway, mm-hmm. that you, how passionate you are. So in terms of that, obviously, you've shared a little bit about who you are and, you know, you, your past work experiences and you know, your personal life. Mm-hmm. What's inspired you to get that coaching qualification and to think more formally, I guess, about coaching? Well, I've I've always had an interest in coaching from, from my early days in learning and development, seeing my more experienced colleagues kind of apply that approach, yeah. you know, because I, I was learning from some of the best, in, in my opinion, who in my early days in L&D. And I was like, oh, well, I really like what they're doing. That's really interesting. I'd like to be able to do a bit of that. And then when I got a chance to do my certificate in learning and development practice, I got to experience it firsthand, both trying as a coach, using the GROW model, and actually being coached. And it was there that I felt that magic really happened firsthand. Mm-hmm. And and I call it the magic because it's like the light bulb's going off, that piece of magic. It's like, you know, if you've watched Dynamo Magician or, or yeah. David Blaine, they do the magic trick, street magic. Yeah. And, and they just kind of do their bit and they walk away and leave everyone going, oh, That's wow. It. For me, that's what coaching can be, if you really nail it. It's that moment of, I never thought of that. And and I wanted to be able to be part of that and help people have those moments. 
And I've been able, I've been really lucky in, in my career so far to have those moments, you know, either as a, an L&D consultant or actually running my own L&D function. And since I've been in Samsung, I've been really lucky to be asked to be part of their drive to create a coaching culture in the business globally. And as part of that, I was offered the opportunity to also take my coaching qualification as well to become what they call the Samsung Master Coach. Yeah. Um, but of course, it sets me up from a coaching perspective too, because I get to meet wonderful cohort on my on my qualification, sharing different experiences from people in in loads of different places, and I've made friends, more friends for for life, really. In fact, we had a, a catch up last night uh, together, some of some of the group, and just kind of finding out how each of us are getting on with our qualifications. So it was really good to to kind of hear and you know get tips every time. You know, I feel energized speaking to them, and and that's what I love about coaching. It brings energy, but done right you feel so good and you just have that moment of ah yes I needed that now I'm going to go off and do it yeah I I love that I love the fact about you comparing it to Dynamo where he just leaves people and wanders off doesn't he in the street and the guy he leaves them in like bewildered because they've just gone wow I love that too and I love it where you said people say I never thought of that you know it's one of the best things isn't it as a coach when you hear people going I've never thought about it like that before Mm -hmm. and you can see the light bulbs going ping ping and it's just it's it's fabulous for the person that happens too, but also as a coach, it's very lovely and rewarding to feel that you're facilitating those new inspired thoughts. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I love the idea about your friends for life. I definitely experienced the same as well on, on you know, getting close to people who've got that same passion for coaching. Mm-hmm. It, it really does make a difference. I'm really interested mm-hmm. to understand about coaching across Europe then so that's your you've got a, a huge role at Samsung yeah. looking after the European arm division and uh, yeah. what about the attitude generally at Samsung but also across Europe because you know obviously we, we're not we've not all got the same language so how, and, and no. kind of cultural differences I'm really fascinated to learn more about that. Yeah, the, the great thing about this is that there, because I, I have L&D contacts across all of our subsidiaries across Europe, so yeah. we, we have regular conversations yeah. about learning development initiatives and things that, that are running, and the great thing about that is that everybody that I speak to in that network is on board, and they're like, we need coaching, we want it, we can see the benefits of it, we're doing some things locally, but also they support the um, desire to create the coaching culture across the whole business. And we've started doing that globally as an organisation and there is progress being made. I I have um, colleagues in the different regional offices across the world who I met when um, I started off in Samsung and we regularly share updates on how things are going. And, and everyone's at different stages because they have maybe a different resource or different capabilities and things like that. And it's great to constantly hear, like, like with the Barefoot cohort, it's great to hear what people are doing, what's working and what's not is that power of the network once once more and you know we are sharing what's what's happening and it's a massive privilege to be part of of the journey and the what helps is we're getting encouragement from the chief learning officer in the global headquarters at samsung Super. to encourage to make that happen yeah and so therefore we're all working together to actually make it a reality as you can imagine samsung is huge yes. <laughs> so generating that that coaching culture and sustaining that coaching culture will take some time but the great thing is is that we've got pockets of people all over the globe that are committed to actually driving this positive change 
and I'm, I'm hopeful that over time we will build it. In terms of the European region, it's one of the biggest regions that we have in Santa. So, so the task is big, but the task is also very exciting. Yeah. And I'm, I'm constantly working towards thinking about, you know, right, how can we do this? How can we gradually chip away at helping all of our, our leaders initially, but then everybody yeah. be able to coach? Because like, like you've said, in coaching culture, everyone needs to have the capability to have those coaching conversations, you know, leader to subordinate and um, peer to peer, because it makes such a difference to the, the richness of a conversation. Oh, doesn't it just? And oh, absolutely. Rather than somebody just going, tell, 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 here's a list of tasks, mm-hmm. barking orders, or, you know, actually just having a really one dimensional conversation, it, it just adds so much depth and, and it doesn't have to be complex and it doesn't have to be arduous it just needs to be meaningful I guess and mm. and and like you said those light bulbs go off and people suddenly you know it unlocks so much doesn't it creativity yeah. new thinking new ideas new insights about ourselves it, it's just to me is the answer but um it's it, I, I often say it is the silver bullet uh we've all been yeah. looking for the silver bullet well you know I think more and more organizations are actually finding it which is which is fabulous yeah. and in terms of obviously we're talking about this you know we're sat here now 2021 there is a huge rise in coaching and and organizations wanted to build a coaching culture what are your thoughts on why that's happening now i think well certainly as i've gone through through my career and you know i I was part of the uh, dot-com boom and bust uh, in kind of the early 2000s around that time and things like that it was very you know and then and then going through different industries and things it's I think things have moved from, and, and I'm going to use your phrase now because you know, I agree that command and control approach. Yeah. And you know, I remember back in the early days when I first went into an organisation, it was very much you're in the organisation, you've got a contract, here's what you need to do, get on and do it. It was very transactional. You know, there wasn't many kind of two way conversations as such, and that that wasn't a bad thing back then. That was just how we worked. Yeah. But I've noticed how things have changed over the years in terms of people coming into the different businesses I've worked in, what what younger people, I sound really old, I don't know, but <laughs> what younger people expect from a career, expect from a job, you know, the, the different cultures that I've experienced and, and things have just evolved and changed and, and people's expectations are very different now. And I certainly feel as I've got older and more experienced and, and, and experienced different things that I I want to be empowered. I want to be asked what I think. And I want to be, I guess, inspired or given the opportunity to think for myself rather than being told what to do. And sometimes that's needed. Sometimes you just need a good kick or a little bit of direction. But, But I don't want that to be the default. And I think a lot of people are in that frame of mind. You know, they want to feel in control, but they want to have inspiration from others at the same time. And I think it's important to find that balance. And that's what a lot of companies, I think, are going through. You know, they've all got that desire to be a more, you know, adopt that coaching approach. But how you do it, how you do that with different cultures in the business, like we have at Samsung mm-hmm. with the different countries, is is quite a challenge and, and can take time. And, and I think it's important to remember that it's not an overnight pill that you can just take and everything's everything's good. It takes time and a lot of effort from a lot of people and everyone needs to play their part from top down and bottom up. 
I agree. I agree. And, and I think what will be fascinating and, um, you know, you and I have both been in our careers now for a number of years. Um, mm. I think it'd be lovely to kind of pop our heads back in in kind of 20 years time or whatever that may be, you know, when when your kids are starting out in their mm. careers and, and and experience what how will it be different again then? Because it, it, it will be. And this is what I believe at the minute, these conversations like we're having now are setting us up for today but also for tomorrow and the future and I think that's the bit that really that makes me go all warm and fuzzy about it because actually we're making a difference all of us collectively to you know to future generations and I think we've got to be laying the foundations we've got to be making a start we've got to have that collective effort that you're talking about and it starts now it absolutely does and I think some organizations are already you know, well on their journey and have been for some years, but a lot of organisations mm-hmm. are catching up now, which I think is is fabulous and and mm-hmm. and challenging. Like you said, it's you know this isn't a one size fits all, and it's certainly not a like you said, it's not an overnight fix either. But you know, with effort, time, understanding, and understanding the benefits, I think new people coming into the organisations will expect this. You know, we've got a grad intern at the moment, Helen. She's absolutely brilliant. And she's coming up with some fabulous, sparky new ideas. And we're just like, we love that. Brilliant. You know, and she's expecting that her ideas, you know, she can put her ideas forward and we're grabbing them, to be honest, yeah. which is wonderful. So, yeah, I agree with you totally. But what about the barriers? You know, we talk about it being challenging. What do you think are the biggest barriers? Because there are some, certainly are yeah. today. Yeah, I think there, there can be many different things for different people. And, yeah. you know, one one for me that I, I you know, have seen firsthand in, in, you know, a number of the companies that I've, I've worked with and worked in is that, it can be a barrier sometimes if from a top management perspective they're not bought in they're not role modeling that culture of coaching yeah um you know it it can be quite a difference when you hear leaders that are kind of on that that kind of pedestal talk about their experience talk about it in a a more coaching and empowered way because people think oh okay that's that's really interesting okay I want to hear more about that or I like the way they speak to me I like the way that they ask questions and I think that can help things spread because people do listen to to people at the top You know, so I think that's really important. So, so kind of that that senior leadership part needs to be brought in and needs to be role modelling. It's not just saying we want to create a coaching culture, go off and do it. It's we want to do it and we're doing it ourselves. So we're also taking guidance and training. We're also practicing ourselves. Here's what we're learning about it that works. Here's what we're learning that doesn't work. You know, I think that is really important because that shows a lot of honesty and openness yeah. from that, that top level. Because quite often, you know, and again, going back years, you know, managers were to be seen to be, you know, really strong, stiff up a lip, give direction, run a successful business and not show that kind of softer, more vulnerable side and be, be open and honest and have a conversation. That's just from my experience personally. And I think, again, times times have changed. And I love the conversations that I have with leaders in the business where we can have, like we're having now, that two-way open conversation. Mm-hmm. Status doesn't matter. It's about empowering each other, provoking thought, asking great questions and listening to what the other person has to say. And I think that, that creates that culture, not just a culture of coaching, but that culture of openness, honesty, respect. 
and collaboration you know some of the best ideas have come from from having a two-way conversation in my experience you know and then there's the, the piece that, that quite often happens in terms of the value of coaching quite often it, it might be seen as um kind of soft squishy stuff and <laughs> um, because it can be quite hard to kind of show an roi sometimes on on coaching the results of coaching and it can take time you know even though you and i know you can have a great five minute water yes. cooler coaching conversation and that could be like you said the silver bullet but not everyone's bought into that and a lot of the times because they've not experienced it and that's what is key for me is helping people in the business experience the great thing that is coaching because when you feel it you'll understand it absolutely i agree and, and they are the people aren't they who get it the most are the ones who go actually this has made a difference to me personally i now need to spread spread this amongst my direct reports my peers whoever um so i suppose it is yeah how do we get more people experiencing that because it is so true yeah. and i love the way you know you connect to me coaching is about the conversations with openness honesty respect you know showing that bringing out hum humility I think coaching does that because it is about asking questions. And when you ask questions of other people in the right way and you show you, you know, you're genuine, genuinely curious about their opinions, their ideas, their thoughts, you know, you want them to feel valued for that. And I think sometimes some cultures, people have experienced when people have asked questions, it's been like, why are you asking me that? Are you in, you know, is that an interrogation yeah. question? Is, you know, are you trying to trick me, trick me up? No, it gen, genuinely, the culture is that we, we ask questions and it's not a, a trip up question. It's actually an open, how can we move forward question? So, and I do think times, times are changing. I still think there's a, some way to go. I did speak to somebody recently. It was quite interesting, mm -hmm. Helen, where they talked about one of their leaders coming to them, asking them some questions because the leader didn't know the answer. They didn't know to, and, and, and she was really quiet. She was like, I expect him to know that. And I said, mm. you know what? I said, that's not how it is these days. You know, people, the information and knowledge is everywhere and all around us. And actually, you know, please don't just expect all the knowledge and, and to be at the top of the organization because it's not. And that's what makes organizations brilliant to actually have that the the ideas created everywhere so yeah I agree with you it's such a it's such a fabulous experience but there are barriers like you said um, and we've got to overcome them and I can imagine that's no mean feat in you know a large organization you know I often hear people saying oh you know it's it's more challenging because I've got x number of thousand people but what I love about what you're saying about Samsung you've got some great ambassadors around the organization that are really you know pushing this to make it happen which is which is brilliant but what about getting people engaged you know we're always going to get people who are feeling cynical who are not sure you know how are you going around getting people engaged in 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 your sort of mission to build a coaching culture at samsung um for, for me it's kind of starting with awareness and, and yeah. almost like dropping dropping hints you know yeah. so, sowing the seeds planting the seeds um so you know it will be we'll, we'll touch on it in maybe our, our uh, regular meetings with our European L&D community um, here at Samsung. You know, we'll talk about maybe something that I'm, I'm doing currently with, with the, the coaching projects. It might be that a local subsidiary is working on some, some coaching activity as part of a leadership programme. So, so there are constant pockets of conversation and seeds being sown. It's 
a case of trying to bring that together a little bit more um, and and spreading it that little bit more across the employees that we have across the organisation. But but like I said, you know, it cannot be done overnight. And I think, you know, if you can sort of spread those those seeds and then it starts to kind of grow, grow, grow. And and like we're saying, you know, when, when one person experiences it or someone has really great training on how to coach and, and kind of start to put it in practice, word seems to spread. And and personally, I found the same, you know, as I've been working through my um, accreditation with the ICF and I've been doing some pro bono coaching and, and paid coaching in, in in the business, I started coaching someone that, that had rec- been recommended to to me by his his manager, and then he had coaching with me, and then he recommended his colleague saying, "You want to go speak to Helen? She, I've had some really good coaching with her." So even yeah. that way, it starts to spread, and people start to take it up. So it's, it's a bit like what they call it the Mexican wave. You know, yeah. some, something that starts somewhere, <laughs> but you've got to make it fun. You've got to make it engaging. You, you've got to include the with them. You know, what's in it for me? What I'm going to get out of this? And that's really important when it comes to the coaching practice, the contracting, setting expectations, and and you know, you you do all the right things. You set the right foundations, and I think you're onto a winner. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's 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 one step at a time, isn't it? And one day at a time. Mm. And actually, you know, if all of us together are creating a movement, um, mm. you know, we will we will look back one day and go, wow, look at look at the difference, right. you know. And, and you know, it's fabulous to hear such large organisations such as yourselves are, are, you know, really doing that, which is and investing time, resource, and support into mm. it, which is brilliant. But what about recent times? So the word unprecedented has been banded around a lot, but I can't even think of a better word because it does what it says on the tin. It's been unprecedented times. We know that. Mm-hmm. How do you think these times have impacted the view on coaching? Because the world's, the world's been tipped, tipped on, on, its, yeah. on its side somewhere. Yeah, I, you know, well-being, mental health have become bigger buzzwords than, yeah. than you know anything over over this past sort of 18 months with with the pandemic and everything and I think having worked with a lot of colleagues and and seeing seeing a lot of colleagues on the other side of the screen struggle and and cope and and you know experience different things you know for, for me it was just craziness you know I was homeschooling a couple of kids you know hubby was off work for a little while and and I was working full time that was just pure chaos to the point yeah. where I'd be on where I'd be on a meeting and and there would just be you know the youngest kind of pulling the dog's tail and winding her up and everything like that and then on the other side of the screen I've got someone that's literally sat in a flat on her own not seeing or interacting with anybody you know everyone's worlds just changed and I think what that's kind of highlighted for me is taking a coaching approach that, that adopting that coaching style is even more important than ever because not only can you support someone in, in a workplace, but you can support someone on a personal level, with, which connects with their well-being and support. Because just some simple, open questions, some foundational questions can make a real big difference to someone in that moment. And that that's what coaching can do. Um, you know, how are you? What's happening for you at the moment? How do you feel about that? And suddenly you get that person talking and they may not have spoken to anyone in any great detail for, for any amount of time because of what they've been going through with the pandemic, especially when in, when we had those first lockdowns. So I think, you know, recent times have impacted the view on coaching and that 
people are realizing that there's more of a conversation to be had now. People are connecting in loads of different ways that they never did before. And actually, if people are doing it well, for me, it seems to be taking that coaching style, that coaching approach, whether it be personal or professional. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely love that. The coaching style and you know, it's a life skill, isn't it? It's not just mm. something that you should put on your coaching hat as you walk into the workplace mm. or, or sit behind your screen at home. It, it's not, it's, it's, it's a life skill. And it's, yeah. you know, it's asking questions to, to get people opening up and talking. So you're absolutely right. And that simple question can open so much and, and be people being prepared to listen and yeah. empathize and appreciate what you know others have gone through and are you know some people are still going through so you're absolutely right it is about adopting a coaching style and we talk about that here at coaching culture all of the time we say it's not all about becoming as you would describe a master coach you know we it's fabulous for for people like you and I who have managed to get those accreditations but that's somebody who's wanting a level of you know a much higher level but actually adopting a coaching style doesn't have to be overly complicated it just needs to be done with intention I guess and you know being mindful of how we are and how we turn up and how we are present and ask questions of other people in the you know in the right way and you're right I mean it is about having those conversations that's what it is people just want to be heard you know and and not heard to be moaning about something but but just ask the question and being genuinely listened to you know it's it's that that same old thing I've spoken to people about in the past when I've been training about communication skills and things where if you're going to ask someone how they are you stop and you listen to them explaining how they are don't say hi how are you and then carry on walking or carry on conversation you know do it with purpose if you're going to ask a question ask it with you know be completely genuine genuine interest in that person and stop and listen to them Um, and that's a really important principle about coaching and I also think don't just accept fine you know because fine fine to one person is absolutely not fine to another and fine Mm. is is kind of like you know is just that so I often say to people you know I always love the, the team here laugh at me because I often do marks out of 10 and suddenly somebody said <laughs> fine, but actually it's quite a low score. So you know that actually that's not really fine. Mm. Or no, no, really, how are you? You know, ask yeah. it again. Let's ask it again and let's probe further. If we feel that actually somebody isn't fine and, you know, body language tells a lot, doesn't it, rather than the words as much as anything. Mm. No, it's it's mm. fabulous. And, you know, I'm loving your stories and your passion for coaching as, you know, as mine. It, it's just so important that the more of us get that message out there. And what about the future? We've talked about the future, you know, the future of you know, future generations in the workplace. Mm. What do you think it the future holds for coaching? For me, I'd want it to just be, you know, almost the norm. It's it's like yeah. standard practice. You walk into okay. to a business, uh, and the culture of the business is a coaching culture. It, you know, it's almost like the the values, the standards that you see sometimes if you walk into a business. They've got um, canvases on the wall. You know, these are our values. And for for me, there's there's a desire for for it to just be part of how people operate in a business and and again that that takes time and and that's a transition for many businesses that have been you know operating for for some time and transitioning into a, a different way of working and communicating and you know i i think that with you know websites and apps and like the things that you guys do at coaching culture there's more available 
that is kind of at people's fingertips yeah. now to support that yeah. and help drive that along. And I think, you know, a combination of those factors can really make a big difference. But I think ultimately, I, I'm a, one of my phrases is about doing the basics brilliantly yeah, and, and kind of setting the setting strong foundations. And I think helping people understand what coaching is and the benefits of it and then being able to have just simple basic coaching conversations is the ultimate starting point for, for so many. I agree. And, 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 and that's enough, isn't it? That's enough. Yeah. Do the basics yeah. brilliantly and you can't yeah. go wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's kind of where I'm I'm at with it. You know, let's start with the basics, let's get those happening. And then if you want to expand on it further, if you want to do more than that, then then we'll have a conversation. But but right now, let's just start having some great conversations and great two way conversations and creating that mutual respect, collaboration and empowerment. And for me, I will I will be super happy if I if I see that happening throughout our business. Yeah, no, I absolutely that I love that. Do the basics brilliantly. And and and, mm-hmm. and that implies to me that let's not overcomplicate this. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. not, you know, because the more it's complicated, the more people will fear it. Whereas actually if we do the basics brilliantly, then we'll feel more confident to make those first few steps. Yeah, doing the basics first and then doing the basics brilliantly. I absolutely, I love that. I really, really love philosophy of yours, and you know, and I'm sure that you share that far and wide because if people get their head around that, I think that gives people confidence and they can tap into their own superpowers because we've all got them. They're just hidden, and that takes me on to one of the next questions. (laughs) In business, what superpower would you want and why? So this is a a left field question versus our coaching conversation so if you could if you had any superpower in business what would it be superpower in business oh that's a cracking question <laughs> um, this, this is gonna sound a little bit nuts i'm a bit of a workaholic so, so for me the superpower in business will be able to do more of the things i need to do and <laughs> um, it's almost like working at speed and and being able to work a little bit faster to get things done i would just love to have a bit more power in that it doesn't even have to be a superpower joe (laughs) being able to get things done a little bit quicker so i could get to more of the great stuff would be fantastic so yeah really not an exciting superpower at all but um. well it is (laughs) if you could get things done super quick you could then spend more time with your you could manage the kids not pulling the dog's tail you name it the big it give you more time if you got things done quicker then it would relieve you to do more things in your busy in your busy life and another question that i like to ask is what would you advise your 20 year old self Oh, see, my 20-year-old self was actually preparing to get married because um, yeah. it was my uh, my 20th wedding anniversary in September yeah. this year. So, um, which, and I know it's probably a bit unusual for 20-year-olds to get married nowadays. So I think, you know, I don't have any regrets. Life, life is life and you go through it and you learn all the time. But I think if I were to look back at that 20-year-old self, I would say slow down, right. um, rush life take your time take it all in enjoy learn and you know see see more of the world you know if, if I had that time over again that's what I would do that's what I would advise my 20 year old self so you're telling your 20 year old self to slow down but your new superpower is to speed up <laughs> Brilliant, Helen. slow down 20 year old speed up 40 year old come on let's get this sorted well 
As somebody who hits her 50th birthday this year, let me tell you, whether you like it or not, it will speed up. <laughs> so um, your superpower will probably happen anyway in the next 10 years because it certainly does speed up whether, whether you like it or not. It just happens around you. I can't believe in 20 years time I'm going to be 70. So uh, yes, it'll speed up for sure. So slow down, 20-year-old, I get that. And see more of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, no, absolutely. That sounds great. And what about advice to organisations? You know, you at Samsung sound like you're doing some great things. Um, and, you know, you've got a, a lot of that buy-in to make a difference. What, what would your advice be to other organisations who are wanting to develop a coaching culture, even if that's them starting out now? What would it be? Yeah, I think linking back to, to the phrase I like to use is, you know, doing the basics yeah. brilliantly. Having that kind of principle in mind is really, really important. Like, what are the basics we, we can do and what can we do brilliant, brilliantly to really make a start and set strong foundations for building this coaching culture? Yeah. Quite often, even when I coach people, when I've trained in, in loads of different things, like sales, customer service, quite often, if something's a bit out of kilter, if something's a bit wrong, it's because the foundations have become a little bit rocky. There's a few yeah. little cracks in there. And you need to come back to basics, which is where that basics really, for me, comes from. So there'll be that bit in terms of looking at what's your starting point? What can you do really well before you go anywhere else? And then the other part is linked to that and see it as a long-term win. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. Because no matter how big the business is, you're never going to change a culture overnight. No. Um, and, you know, I, I was on a training a while ago where they talked about Culture is the water. If you look at a fish tank, culture is the water. You can't actually see the water, yeah. but the fish, the fish are living in it. Yeah. And it's until you kind of test that water, whether you know that you know the chemicals and things are all yeah. are all right or not. And you know you've you've just got to take time. You've got to test as you go. You've got to make tweaks, and you've got to check everyone's all right in the process. And and that will take time. So you know you'd never go out and run twenty six point two miles. You, you've got to train for it and, and that will take time. So that would be, you know, the overall advice, you know, basics brilliantly and, and see it as a marathon, not sprint. And don't give up. I think yeah. let's throw that in as well. Don't give up, you know, keep going, keep going as you would with a marathon, even though you might feel the pain along the way. Keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Helen. Is there anything else you'd love to share with the listeners today? You've you've covered up so many different things and <laughs> definitely your passion for coaching and the difference it makes and how you seem to be juggling so much at the moment. But but it feels like and sounds like you're making a huge difference. And, you know, I know your passion for coaching and the difference it can make and the magic, you know, comparing it to Dynamo and when he just leaves them in the street. I love that. Is there anything else you want to share with everybody today? Probably the, the key thing is anyone listening to this, just make a start. You yeah. know, if you're thinking about it, whether it be you as an individual wanting to, to try coaching like like me back back in the day where I thought, Oh, I like what they're doing, I'm interested and yeah. um, you know, or if in your business thinking we could really do with a little bit of that, just start somewhere. You know, connect with people in LinkedIn and you know, um using network power of network is, is huge. Yeah, just make a start and and see what happens from there. 
and join the coaching culture community because there's some brilliant like-minded people hanging out there for, mm -hmm. for sure um no that's absolutely brilliant and, and and great advice thank you helen and thank you for today so if you'd like to listen to more of our podcast the coaching culture podcast please do tune in because as you know coaching does matter now more than ever thank you